Welcome to New Jersey Tech Meetup, the podcast. Each episode, we bring you a huge amount of value from past keynotes at our events, fireside chats, and much, much more. Tune in to hear from entrepreneurs such as Gary Vaynerchuk, James Altucher, and your host, Aaron Price. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we can't wait to share more episodes with you in the future. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Matt Hornbuckle. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Stan. Um, this isn't here to, to pitch my company. Just give a little... So we created what we think to be the future of men's apparel, making it really easy for guys to get clothes that fit. But before we went out and raised a bunch of money, we wanted to see, is this something guys really want? Um, so we turned to Kickstarter and ended up raising... 120k, which was in the top one uh, percent of campaigns ever run. Um, we pre-sold over 1,500 shirts. All of this with no paid media, and before even launching a company. But before that, we actually failed. Um, and what we learned the hard way is that Kickstarter is a totally unique animal with its own set of rules. So, what I'm hoping to do here today is share with you what we learned the hard way. In the, hopes that, <laughs> in the hopes that you can launch a campaign of your own if that's something uh, you decide to pursue at some point. So just a little bit of background of what Kickstarter is. We talked a little about it before with Indiegogo, but it's donations-based crowdsource funding. So what this means is somebody basically makes a donation in exchange for rewards. So with our campaign, we do men's shirts. Somebody give us, say, $78. We promise to send them a shirt within 6 to 12 months. Um, and what this opens up is an amazing opportunity for us as entrepreneurs, and especially those of us uh, working in consumer products where before spending a ton of money and before building a massive company or hiring a lot of people or doing major production runs, you can go and test your market. You can, say, you can go to consumer and say, hey consumer, is this something you really want? And at the same time, if you're successful, you can also build a customer base. Um, at this point, we have over a thousand customers, paying customers, in our database before we spent a dime on paid media. But it's hard. Um, so there have been over 130,000 Kickstarter campaigns to date. Over half of them fail. Fewer than 5% actually uh, achieved $20,000 in funding. And I think the reason for this is it's a different type of platform. I look at it as e-commerce with a twist where you're still asking somebody for money. They have to pay you for your product before you even ship it to them. Um, and at the same time, Kickstarter is all about bringing creative ideas to life. So they've, they've tweaked or they've set up their platform to help cater to that. You can't actually pay for attention on Kickstarter. So I'm going to go through some of these and a little bit later. I just want to make this as um, hopefully learning intensive as possible, things that you can apply. So the three different pieces of Kickstarter and how it works. There's popular pages, which are, are moderated by algorithm. They look at you know, how much traffic a, a single project's getting, what conversion rates like. No, I don't know exactly how it works, but that's what we extrapolated from our experience. Um, you can get staff selections as well. That's the, the folks who actually work at Kickstarter, picking your project, um, sharing it via their email platforms as well as featuring on their site. And then there's manual discovery. It's a consumer coming on Kickstarter. It's them shopping around. There's over, in the US alone, six million, a little fewer than six million uniques a month visiting Kickstarter. So there's a lot of traffic roaming around. Um, so just so you can see where, I'm going to try to share as much data as we can about um, our platform or our project. One of the things I learned is not a lot of good data out there, so we'll, we'll share as much as we can here. Um, beyond the Kickstarter itself, this is our, our second campaign. The Kickstarter components are in the colors. 
um, our external pieces are in the gray. And an incredibly important part of Kickstarter is actually bringing people to the site, bringing people on your own, friends and family PR. Um, and you can see here, we talked about some of the other platforms. So we actually weren't selected as a staff selection. The folks I talked to, it's about five to 10% uh, of their total backers. So in the end of the day, popular page is king. Again, as I said, you know, six million weeks a month in the US alone, uh, I think it's about 11 million globally. It's incredibly, incredibly powerful to be on the homepage popular. This is our first project here. We're hanging out with Spike Lee. Uh, I don't think we're as cool as him, but uh, you know, getting on that popular, seeing yourself next to projects like that gets a lot of traffic to your site. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you only have to let me four more times, and I'll start talking into the mic. Okay, sorry, guys. Um, so when you actually look at the campaign, this is our daily data for the second campaign, and this shows how important it is to be on the homepage popular. If you see here, we fell off after about nine, two, four, six, nine days, and you can see the level of pledges immediately fall after that. Um, again, we learned a lot going through the first campaign to the second. I think there's a lot we, we learned even in the second campaign that will apply again. Um, and you know, really keeping that momentum, keeping on kicks on the, the homepage popular is the holy grail. So kind of putting together your campaign, I, I look at it as, this is a really corny analogy, but three basic components. You want to build your rocket ship, right? This is what you're going to fuel. This is your landing page. This is your video. This is your hook. This is the kind of the package of what you're selling. And then after that, you need to get the initial boost. You want to do everything you can to get a homepage popular on the first day. Line up press, get your friends and family involved, get on there. And then after that, line things up so you keep the momentum going. Keep on that popular page however you can. So when we think about building a rocket, there's a couple important pieces here. First is your hook. Um, you know, there's a lot of campaigns going on at any given time. Even if you're on the homepage popular, there's four or five there with you. What's going to get people to click on your page? What's unique about you? Um, Kirk and I spent, Kirk's my business partner. Kirk, raise your hand. That's my business partner. I'll mention it a few times. So I think we spent probably 40 hours brainstorming through what our hook is. I honestly don't think we even nailed it the second time around. But th there's some campaigns out there that you see them and you just have to click on them. It could be because they're really funny. Uh, it could be because it's you know it's a really amazing design, or they're solving a problem in a really unique way. But it's all about like what is that very single-minded hook that that you can promote as your project. And once you have that, tell a story. Uh, some of the guys up here were mentioning that, and you know this is the the construct we use to tell our story. Unfortunately, uh, I was going to show your video, but if you search "stand on Kickstarter," you can watch our video and see how this played out. But you know, a good story grabs people from the beginning, starts at a high note of emotion, then drops down very quickly to a more negative note of emotion, and then slowly brings them back up to the end, and they feel good. You get them right away, they watch your entire video, and they leave feeling good at the end of it. Um, you know, our, I've seen a, a talk to a couple guys who ran campaigns, their full uh, video view is in the 20 to 25% range. We had about 40% of people who started playing our video watch the entire thing. So. There's lots of ways to tell your story. This is one of them. This is one that I think works really, really well. Again, no video. Um, so onto the landing page. Once, so this is what a basic Kickstarter landing page looks like. You have your video at the top. Um, after you put that nice video together, it's all about the, the page below. And I think the two most important things here are first, tell the consumer what's in it for them. Don't focus on you. They don't care about you. They don't care about what you're doing, what you're doing. They care about what they're going to get out of your product. At the same time, make it visual. Um, the consumer, they're going to go to your page and scroll through. 
you want them to understand as quickly as possible what you're doing. Here's an example of, uh, you know, we did not do a good job of that the first time around, I'll admit. This is our first page on the left, and this is our second campaign on the right side. Our first campaign, we went right into our technology first. What made Stamp cool? What made us give you a better fit? But in the end of the day, the consumer first cares about style, they care about the quality, um, they care about the ease. So we, we really focused on that the second time around. Setting a lower goal. This is when we learned the, the hard way as well. Our first goal on the first campaign was $50,000. Our second campaign was $15,000. Um, you know, I think this is one of the things, back to Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo and all these sites, they are e-commerce. You need to be playing the shopper psychology. Which of these two campaigns do you want to be a part of? The one that's hit 600% of their goal that's raised $6,000 or the one that's hit only a quarter of their goal and raised $20,000? There's an intrigue factor to that, right? You hit your goal right away. You quadruple, quintuple your goal. People are like, oh, what's, there's something cool here. I want to check it out. And at the same time, they don't want to be a part of a failed campaign. They don't want to spend the time in it and get, get emotionally invested in it. They want to be part of something successful. Um, so I think there's an incredible, incredible amount of value in that. There's lots of other ways. I didn't want to go into too much detail. Play with pricing. Um, provide, there's ways where you can provide discounts or perceived value to the consumer um, and your levels of backing. But again, it's all about, it's, People are buying on Kickstarter. It's shopper psychology, and you have to play into it. So the next piece is give it a boost. And as I mentioned before, day one is huge. This is what makes or breaks your campaign. If you can get on that popular page in day one, you're much more likely to succeed. Um, this is a combination of getting scrappy, you know, line up your friends and family. People will be very supportive, as uh, Jared mentioned on the panel earlier. There's a lot of friends and family who might not come through for you. We definitely experienced that. Um, but you could line up your friends and family ahead of time. If you're fortunate enough to be a company already, or you have a blog, or you're an author, and you have a following, line them up as well. Um, paid media is also an, an avenue. We actually didn't play with that at all because we're, we're broke entrepreneurs and we couldn't afford to spend a lot in paid media, but um, that, that's one avenue as well, and press. So press is what made, or, I think makes or breaks most of these campaigns. I'm gonna spend a little bit of time a little bit going through some of the lessons we learned. I know there's some uh, a, a press thing right after this, so I won't go into too much detail on that. Um, so I don't put this up here to brag in any way whatsoever. So Kirk and I worked tirelessly trying to get our story told. And in the end of the day, uh, we got, I think it's over 50 mentions at this point. Um, we did hire an agency during our second campaign it was basically like me taking $2,500 out of my wallet and lighting it on fire. They got us exactly zero pledges. So if your PR agency and want to represent us later, let me know. We're going to be really uh, stingy about that. <laughs> um, but I put this up here to show you it's possible to do your own press. Writers want to write about cool stories. They want to write about interesting stories. A lot of times they have to write four or five stories in any given day. They need stuff to write about. Um, so if you have a cool story to tell, don't be afraid to go out there. Don't be afraid to go out and, and reach out and try to get your story told. Um, so just a few tips on how to uh, kind of get some of these mentions. This is stuff we, again, learn the hard way. Um, first is do your homework. Spend time understanding who's writing about Kickstarter. I think this is one of my favorites on, on the bottom right here, uh, if I'm right on your side. This is from Gizmodo, I believe. I spent about three hours trying to find the right person at Gizmodo, reaching out to folks, and then I found their very clear no Kickstarter policy. Do research on these sites. If they're clear that they're not writing about Kickstarter, or they haven't written about Kickstarter, they're probably not going to write about it. Um, you know, work your network. 
one of the things that was so, so incredibly valuable for us is just searching on LinkedIn. It, it's super basic to do, but find the outlets you want to get in touch with. Do a search and see if you have a first degree, if not a second degree connection that, that can set an introduction. Um, and then once you do your research and find the right people, that, the person that you think is right to, to write about your story, research how they, how they act on social media. Are they on Twitter? Um, one of our one of our mentions, Fast Company, literally was me. I, I tried three different people, probably 15 calls over you know course of time. And I found someone, sent her a tweet because she's active on Twitter, and she wrote about her story within a matter of a couple hours. So you know, just really understanding, it's doing the homework, finding who's writing about this, who is your story relevant for, and finding the right way to reach out to them. Um, and finesse your story. Again, this is kind of back to the hook, but really get down. Like you need to be quick. People who are writing stories, the press, they're getting hundreds of emails a day, hundreds of phone calls. How do you get your, how do you stick out? How do you get your story across very, very quickly? And this was, this is the first version of one of our pitch emails. And Kirk actually came up with the second one probably halfway through our campaign. We said F you to small, medium, and large. And I think the response rate, what, like quintupled or quadrupled from that email title change alone. And again, it's like there's kind of a, an interest factor that, but it still gets to what we're doing. Um, the body of the email went from probably three paragraphs down to about four or five bullets. So again, just getting your story down, getting across very quickly, and getting to the next stage. And the last piece of advice, writers are people too. Don't be obnoxious and don't be a dick. And you know, I think this is one of those things that it, for some reason, I, I'm not on the press side, but talking to a lot of people, for some reason people think that because you're reaching out to a writer or a journalist, it gives you the right to call them 15 times, leave a voicemail every single day, and then follow up with emails. Imagine being at home and that telemarketer calling and leaving voicemails and then following up with an email. It, it just doesn't work. They're people too. Um, so, so just keep that in mind. The, the, every single writer I've talked to was absolutely phenomenal. They were the coolest people ever, and they want to tell your story. So just, just keep that in mind. Um, so you get that boost. You get the press lined up, you get your friends and family involved, you get on the, the home popular page your first day, then you have to keep the momentum. So I'm going back here to that daily data thing. Again, this is something we are absolutely gonna do, do a better job of when we run a new campaign. It's once you fall off popular, your momentum completely slides. And you need to make our project even bigger and to make your project even bigger, do what you can, line up paid media, See if you can get a couple extra mentions lined up to, to keep your boost and keep you on that homepage popular. And I thought these couple triangles are really interesting where you can see exactly where a PR mention would hit. And you can see some of the residual that would come from that. Um, that little chunk at the end there, we got the Fast Company article a couple days before closing. And that was one of those little perfect storms where we got a good mention and then being on the ending soon and people get notifications if you know, they liked your project and want to know about when it's ending soon. So that hit a nice little storm there. But again, it's you know, this we did not do a perfect job by any means in our second campaign. So I hope you can learn from learn from some of the stuff that we went through. So in summary, keeping this fast, three three pieces of your, your six figure Kickstarter campaign, build that amazing rocket, give it a boost, and just keep the momentum going. So that's all we got. Um, sorry, I cut Kirk's face off in this by accident. <laughs> but so this is actually we are for each of our campaigns. We did thank you boards with a handwritten the, the name of each of our backers right now. So this is kind of a humbling experience going through that for 980 people. Um, 
So happy to answer any questions. Here's my email if you want to you want to talk through a campaign you're you're looking around. More than happy to help. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on our future episodes. From the team at New Jersey Tech Meetup, we hope you're having a great day, and we look forward to spending more time with you in the future.